Hello, and welcome to the Self Project Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Martin, and I'm a life mindset and human design mentor who is all about helping you heal and rediscover your authentic self so you can go out and do some really epic stuff. So this podcast is going to be all about spirituality, self-empowerment, self-discovery, wellness, healing, parenting, sobriety, mental health, you name it, we're going to talk about it. This is all about helping you along in your own self-project journey. So go ahead and let's sit back and dive right in. Welcome back to the show today, and I am really excited to welcome Erin Stably onto the show. Erin's an intuitive life mindset and spiritual coach, and she helps people break through paralyzing mindset patterns, trauma, and energetic blocks to expand their spiritual and intuitive gifts. And I'm really excited to meet with you and chat with you more about this, Erin, and more about what you do. I was sharing before we started recording that it sounds like we incorporate a lot of the same modalities into the way that we help people. But I would just love if you didn't mind, Erin, if you would just share more about yourself with us, what it is that you do, and then just kind of some more of your story that led you to where you are today. Yes. So I, my story just has so many pieces and parts, but what I, when I really started my spiritual work, so my life is just, you know, easier than some, a lot harder than most. And my mom died when I was very young. I was 16. And that really started a lot of my, I already had anxiety. I already had depression. Um, it really started my control issues, controlling who was in my life, controlling what I was doing, uh, not doing anything unless I knew exactly how, you know, I'm not a, I just really had that needed that control because my mom died so suddenly. Um, so for me, the control was just really what I needed in, in my process because I just didn't want any more surprises. So, you know, over the years that spiraled into my weight, uh, pre- preventing me from, you know, nobody's going to be in your life if you're overweight unless they want to be. So, you know, that was one method for me of protecting myself and, you know, fortunately I have an amazing husband. I I have two amazing kids, but I was just never happy, you know, and you do all the mom things, you're working full time, you're you're doing the wife thing and the mom dog thing. and, And you're just living for everybody else. And you just, for me, I wasn't happy. I was like, I can't live 40 more years, you know, just doing this, you know, just living every day. I just call it the survival mode because you just, you wake up and you do the same thing. You get the kids up, you scream at them, you yell at them, you get them ready, you take them, take them to different schools, you work all day, you come home, you're exhausted, you make them do homework. And it's, it's not a bad thing, but I was not happy or fulfilled or even really loving my life. And, you know, that's, that's not a bash on my family, but it's just, there's more to life than just being everybody else's caretaker. And, three years ago, I chose to have gastric sleeve surgery. And during that time, it was just right before I had surgery, like two days before I had my review at work. And they, and and I just remember my boss saying, you need to find something that makes you happy. And it was like my light bulb moment. I mean, I, I had gastric surgery so that I could have knee surgery because I had 
so much pain in my knee, I needed a very invasive knee surgery. And to do that surgery, I had to be on crutches for a very long time and I needed to lose weight. At 326 pounds, I couldn't be on crutches for two to three months. And it, it just, what fueled me was, was I just needed to have gastric surgery to start losing weight, to get my knee back so that I could start being mobile. Cause it'd been eight years since I could walk, you know, and do anything with my kids. So um, I just started this whole process. I found my spiritual mentor and I started Reiki to really just for myself to help with my chronic pain. And when I started that process was when all of my intuitive gifts just really opened the door, I guess is the right way to say it. Um, all the things that I've experienced my whole life started to make sense. My fear of the dark, always never feeling alone, the intuitive dreams, the, the premonitions, the incredibly dark, intense, strange dreams that I've always had my entire life. All of these little pieces started to make sense. Being an empath, taking on other people's energy. Like it, it was just like a bomb went off, you know, I was like, oh my God, everything makes so much sense. And um, it was just really when I dove into my intuitive work, I, I took Reiki all the way through Reiki Master Teacher and I took mediumship and, you know, I started working the Akashic Records and, and I've, um, I've been through the shaman, the shaman, right? So it's just all of these steps, DNA activations, just all of these things that, you know, really working in past lives and understanding how past lives really have a huge influence on us today. And just so much has unfolded just from me needing to change my life, you know? And fortunately I just told my husband, I'm like, look, I, I need to do these things for myself. So, you know, there's lots of hours and classes involved and, and time away. And fortunately he didn't think twice about, and it's not like I have to ask permission to do anything, but you know, if I'm going to be checked out for eight or nine hours on a Saturday, like he needs to be invested in that. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, for me, everything just, it was just like the light bulb every time you're like, Oh my God, that makes so much sense. Um, so, you know, I've really just spent the last three years, like incredibly developing and, and shifting and, you know, and helping other people with this work because I've found relief from my anxiety, relief from my depression, relief from my panic, which I could never find through therapy or medication or any, you know, that process has to be a personal process for everybody. But for me personally, therapy, medication never worked for me. I never had relief. I never felt better. Um, so for me, when I started my spiritual work, I feel a hundred percent better. And that's not to say I still don't have anxiety or moments or bad days, but I don't live in them anymore. Like I used to. Mm, wow. I just have to say, are we twins? That's first of all, what I want to ask as I'm hearing you talk, I'm like, oh my God, our stories are so similar. Um, you know, myself, I've had gastric bypass and, um, you know, went through my whole process and journey with that as well. But, um, I love when you say you like you started diving into kind of Reiki was kind of like your gateway. It's like a gateway spiritual <laughs> experience because that's the same way that it happened with me. I had declared on my birthday um, last year that I was going to start trying all of these new things, like a new thing a week. And that was what I started with. And it was just kind of like you. It was like the first time I did it. I'm like, 
what just happened? Like, what did I just experience? And it was just like after that, just like it, it was, I must call it like a wonderland opened up that I was just like, am I Alice in Wonderland? Have I fallen down the rabbit hole? And like, I'm in a whole new world. So I really love um, just everything that you've shared because I feel like I can relate with you so much. Um, and, and talking about, you know, being a parent, being a wife, living for everybody else, being in this survival mode. Um, just, I think that there's so many of us who are, who go through this point in our life, who go through this, um, at some point in our life, I call it kind of being like stuck in a rut, kind of being like stuck on the hamster wheel of just watching life pass you by. Or being on that merry-go-round where it's spinning and like you're standing still. <laughs> That's how I always liken it as, um, you know, where I was stuck there too. Just like I love my family. I love my kids. I love, you know, I'm very blessed to have this life. But it's like this all there is. Like we just wake up and we we do the thing. We go to sleep and we wake up and we do it all over again. So I think that it's important that we share just like we are how we've been there because so many so many people are in that situation that we don't even realize and they're not talking about it. Well, you know, when you start getting eaten up in that guilt and all of that, you know, like oh, I should be doing all this for my kids. And you know what? Your kids are going to be better off because you're taking time for yourself and you're doing things that you like and you're less stressed out. You're happier, you know, and it's, that guilt for me went away pretty quickly because I started feeling so much better, you know, and it, that mom guilt is like, it's a trap. Oh yeah, it is. It is. I say I still um, struggle with it, but I love that you, you bring up, we have to take care of ourselves and pour into ourselves and find our joy and our happiness because it's, that's the best thing we can do for them. Yep. And you start noticing they, start having a little bit of a shift because, you know, before it was, we're too broke. We can't do that. Like, that's what I would say because it, it was the truth. Um, but now, you know, I'm like, no, we just can't do that right now. We're not broke. We're not poor. We have money. We have what we need. It's just, we can't do that right now, you know, and it's, it's shifting their mindset to, you know, out of that negativity. And, you know, I never remember my mom saying, we're too broke or we're too poor, but you know, she would just say, we just can't do that right now. You know? And I just remember always wanting a hamburger from Hardee's like, ma, it's not that expensive. Why can't we, you know, and we just didn't have the money, you know? And I just don't want my kids to have the same, you know, struggles with money that I've always had. So it's, it's even shifting that and they all both have bad anxiety. They both have a lot of my traits. So it's, it's helping them and they're old enough that they don't want to listen to anything I have to say. So it's more of a, you have to plant the seeds <laughs> of, you know, you guys are in control of your thoughts, you know, so either you think positive and good thoughts and things get easier or you keep with the negativity and your, your days are going to be shit, you know? So you, you make the choice and you just kind of look at me. I'm like, well, you know, I can't do it for you. So, you know, you have to start, shifting how you're thinking about things. And I hope, I hope that it's like sinking in, but we'll, we'll see. Oh my God, Erin, I love you because I do the same thing with my boys. It's like, they're to the point where, um, 
I want to say I've like I have less influence over them or like they're they don't believe me kind of thing. Like my 15 year old, I'm like, let me teach you about manifestation and like all this stuff that I'm learning about. And he's like, whatever, mom, you know, and I'm like, let me let me show you Reiki. Like and he's like, nope, you know. So I, I'm just laughing when you're over here saying that because I'm like, that's fine. I'm just going to be planting seeds. But yeah, my daughter's 15 and she just told me that yesterday. She said, I don't need help. I'm like. You remember this in 10 years when you say everything's my fault and you didn't want to listen to me because you're choosing not to take any help. And she gets all mad at me. Yes. I have to remind myself, like, I know. I have to remind myself, I'm like, you know what? They have their own journey. I had to learn things the hard way. So I can't expect that I can soften their journey or they're not going to learn what they need to learn. But I really love that you bring up the whole shifting beliefs because that's something that I've noticed with my kids as well. Like we were specifically kind of talking about money mindset and um, that was, I mean, my money mindset was shit to begin with until I started doing all this work. And so that would always be, you know, anytime that we like go driving, they're like, can we go to Starbucks? Can we go to McDonald's? Can we, you know, do all these things? Or anytime we go into the store, it's like, can we buy this and this and that? And so- um, you know, I did used to use languages like, no, we can't afford it. You know, no. Whereas we could afford it. It was just like, we can't buy you something every time that we go somewhere. Like we don't need Starbucks, like every time we're going to school and when we get out of school, and you know. So I, I love that you say that because now I notice that that's kind of coming back around. Now that my money mindset has shifted, I feel like I'm trying to help them shift theirs and it's even harder now because like even my little one will be like you know I'll be like well, what do you want for Christmas or like pick out new bed sheets and he's like looking through and he's like I really like these ones but they're too expensive like and I'm like don't look at the price just show me what you want you know and I'm just like oh man I've put all these beliefs in them and you know they've built this foundation from the way that we used to talk and believe and now I'm <laughs> like how to help them shift those. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah. And you know, for me, I've learned my, my son is 11 and my daughter is 15. So, you know, and I've been doing this for a few years. So at first it was like, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And I've just learned that it has to be because they're intuitives like me, mediums, they're empaths, they're high anxiety, you know? And so it's, it's more of a, um, I, I teach them some methods and if they keep complaining about things not working or this or that, I'm like, well, then you're not doing what we've talked about. Yes, I am. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, you're not because spirits wouldn't be coming to you at school if you were using your protection or telling them to leave you alone. Or, you know, there's a ghost at my daughter's work and she's like, it's so freaky. I'm like, no, there's nothing to be afraid of because you're in control. How many times do we need to talk about this, honey? Like you're in control, you know, and it's, she just does not want to listen. So it's, it's just giving them the tools a little, like, I don't sit them down and make them do things. I just say, okay, you need to do this. You're in control. You're the one with the power you, you know, and you know, I just kind of leave it at that and teach them. They use pendulums and, and they have some methods they can do for their own protection and clearing and my son's anxiety is extremely bad. So I'm like, son, you need to take some deep breaths. Tell yourself you're okay. Like I had to teach myself at a very young age to calm myself out of panic attacks and anxiety attacks. And um, it was just something I had to do for myself because I didn't, couldn't really explain what was happening and I didn't really know. So I remember having to sit in class and 
like breathe and, and tell myself it'll be okay. It'll be, it's only a few hours. It's only a few hours, you know, and trying to tell my son the same thing. Like, he's like, I'm doing it. I'm like, you're not a, I'm an intuitive. I know that you're not doing it. And B, if you were doing it, it would be helping, you know? So we did have to medicate him this year because it was just so bad. Um, so I'm just hoping that as he grows a little, you know, it just sinks in and it's, I tried everything I could naturally, you know, through, through Reiki and my intuitive work and mindset and, and it, he just wasn't getting relief. So, you know, it, it was just time to get him extra help. And, you know, it's, it's, it's less about pushing what I'm doing onto them and more about helping them with just some knowledge and just hoping that they choose, you know, because I can't force them to do anything. <laughs> it's been a long time since I could force them to do anything. Where would I buy or eat what we make? <laughs> you know, you just kind of give up on some things. And I love because we can apply this to anybody in our lives, whether it's like kids, spouse, family, friends, that, um, you know, when we start seeing changes in our own lives and we start making these like quantum leaps, it's I feel like myself, I want to share this with everybody. Like I'm doing this thing and it's been great. Like you should try this. I do this with my mom a lot. Um, and, she, you know, she'll be just like, well, I don't know. I don't know. And so I've learned instead of getting frustrated with people for not wanting to change too, just like we're planting seeds. It's not always everybody's time to necessarily um, learn that lesson or take that journey or do that thing right then because I've, I've noticed that with myself as well, you know, something that um, like meditation, um, you know, I was really introduced to it like about five years ago and I hated it. Like it wasn't. Like I couldn't do it. And so then again, I tried it about a year ago and I'm just like, I love to meditate now. So just realizing too that if you've, um, you know, maybe tried these different suggestions or you um, hear something that works for somebody else and you're like, this doesn't work so well for me. Just think it's important to remember, like it's not one size fits all. So being open to trying different things, you know, and seeing what does work for you, I think is what makes all the difference. And that's what leads you to being able to find your own kind of routine or your own uh, toolkit of, of things. Yeah, definitely. You know, and, and over time I've learned pretty easily of who's ready, even for just hints or maybe you could try this, you know, this has worked really well for me, or I know people that have tried this. Um, it's, it's been a lot easier for me, especially through my intuitive work to know even comments on, on social media, they're not ready to heal. They don't want to move forward they They want to stay in that negative space and that's okay. Cause that's their choice, but I'm not going to comment on their stuff anymore. Or, you know, I just kind of stay out of that energy because you can't keep doing the same thing and expect different results, you know? So it's just you, you start learning who, who, you know, who's ready for maybe they trying meditation or you just, you came across a good one on YouTube, you could forward them or, you know, it's, it, it gets easier to know who you can share the knowledge with, you know, and some people won't, aren't and won't ever be ready. And some people just keep coming back around because they, you know, they're intrigued, but kind of freaked out at the same time. So, yep, I love that. I love that. 
I'm going to kind of segue because um, what keeps popping out for me is like, I want to talk a little bit more about past lives. And we were talking about our kids and it's funny because my little one has recently begun sharing with me, like in the last month, he um, told me, he goes, I got shot in a war by a shotgun. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, well, how old were you? He's like, I was 19. And I'm like, well, what was your name? His name was John. And so like he, you know, it was really interesting and like his brothers were listening to this and they're like, no, you weren't like, but you're just making this up. And I'm like, but what if he's not guys? Like, um, so it was just really, really interesting to hear him speak of how clearly he remembered that. And then myself, um, that's been kind of one of my things that I've wanted to dive into this year is exploring past lives and how they can, um, you know, help us in this lifetime. Is there really past lives? Are we living parallel lives and different timelines. I read that from somebody once too. And I'm like, that blows my mind too much. I can't wrap my head around that. But I, I would love to talk just um I don't I don't love that theory very much. I don't love the parallel timelines. It it doesn't resonate with me at all. Um and it might some other people and that's totally fine. But so in the Akashic records we all have our record book, um, our history and I really only use the Akashic records for deep clearing. So if if you come to me and say, no matter what I do, I cannot heal this or shift this. Um, Maybe it's relationships, you know, specifically men. And no matter what, I always attract this type of man. No, No matter the inner work, no matter this or that. So, you know, I don't go into the past lives to look for men. I go into the past lives to find the number one lifetime where this problem began. So then I'll clear the cords of that lifetime. So when I clear the cords of the lifetime, whatever happened, maybe he put a contract, maybe he puts, I don't like to say the word curse, but a lot of times they, they'll have some intentions that, that hold on to your soul basically. And, um, so what I like to do is, is clear that. So the lifetime stays intact. What happened happened, but you're no longer like, kind of corded to it anymore. So you can kind of move forward in a different space. And in past lives for me is something that's very interesting because my whole life I've always had, I remember in history class reading stuff, being able to like flashback to that time, be in that time, feel that time, know that time. And I never really understood. I just thought that I loved history. Um, But now I understand that I was like easily able to go back. And for me, Um, some of my work, the past life stuff is super fast and easy. Somebody's talking and I'm like, Oh, past life issue. Like, you know, it, it, it's super easy for me. So like my son, actually, um, he's 11 now, but he has talked about when he was going to die, that he'll die young. Um, he's talked about past lives forever. And while I never told him that it's not real, I didn't really understand until a few years ago of, oh my God, like he, you know, he was just telling me about what's happened and he's always had a very elaborate mind. Both of my kids have, they're very creative. Um, but he's the one who's always talked about even now. I mean, cause he has a dream catcher that he sleeps by and he's like, it's not working. <laughs> we need to, we need to sage it. It's not working. And, um, cause he's like, my dreams. Nope. He's like, nope, no, we need to clean it. It's, it's not clean. He says, I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll clear your dream catcher. He'll just bring it in. It's so funny. 
but yeah, it's, it's interesting because um, I remember him talking about being a knight and, and I remember him talking about being a superhero and all these fights and battles and wars and um, you know, the, I want to say it's like six or seven when your mind kind of turns off of kind of having the natural ability and unless you're fostering it, um, generally as adults, as teachers, oh, you have a great imagination and you kind of kill your intuitive, you know, and um, yeah, so past lives are very, I love past lives because they just hold so much bearing on our lives today, you know, um, generally us healers and intuitives and light workers have done it many, many, many times in the past, so um, one message I've got a lot about this lifetime in particular for a lot of us is we're really being called to use more than one gift at a time. Where in the past, you used to be just a healer, um, but maybe you were a medicine woman in another lifetime. And then maybe you were, um, you know, they didn't really say Reiki and, you know, which back then was kind of more of like what we are, which is, I don't love the, the term witch because that's not, I'm not a spellcaster. I'm not, um, but for what I have been told a lot um, is this lifetime, we're really working on bringing forth a whole bunch of our gifts. So maybe you used to create um, medical compounds with, with spices and herbs and whatnot. And so maybe you were also an energy healer, which they didn't say Reiki back then, but um, like they always just show me healing, you know, using your hands. And, um, but you're this lifetime, we're kind of being called to pull them all together and use them. So like I'm using my past life and Akashic work and my intuitive and my healing and my energy healing and the shamanism aspects. And, you know, I know I've been, have, have a lot of shaman stuff in my past because when I started doing it, um, doing the initiations, it's already things that I'm already doing. Everything that I'm already doing is part of the shamanistic rites. So, uh, I'm like, "Hmm." you know, it, it made sense why I wanted to I just, so for me in my spiritual work, letting go of control was a big thing for me. So now I just kind of say, if I feel called to it, okay, I want it to be easy. So like when I, I was like, I, I just feel like I need to become a shaman and I need it to be easy. I need to be able to afford it within, it was like six months. I didn't really pursue it. I didn't look for it. And then it kind of popped into my mind again. And it was, um, one or two days later somebody that I've um, taken other classes with, she was teaching it. And I was like, Oh, okay, there you go. So like, I didn't, I don't put pressure on it. I just kind of throw it out to the universe and to the to spirit and just say, okay, if this is what I'm supposed to do, make it easy, make it affordable, make it fit into my whatever. And it just happens. Uh, but you know, as a severe control freak, letting go of that has been, <laughs> has been a, has been a thing for me. So I, I can't really say how I did it or when I did it or why I did it, but um, pretty early on in my spiritual, not pretty early on, maybe at least a year, year and a half in, I just remember this surrender, like, okay, I just need to let it go because the more I was trying to control and be like, okay, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this. And they're like, no, they would just cock block me. They're like, nope, nope, it's not happening. And they would stop everything I was doing until I just calmed my mind and, and focus on what they said I need to be focusing on. So it's like, you know, they're like, no, we're just going to stop you until you chill out, you know? And I'm like, fine. So, 
um, I had to learn to let go and just know that what's for my highest and best good will come to me. Even if it's not what I want on the human side, I know that it's coming to me at the right time in the right place because that's what's for my best good, you know? And I think as part of your spiritual journey, that's probably the hardest part is that surrender and, um, you're giving all these things to things you can't, I mean, I can see them, but you can't really like, they get materialized for other people or, you know, you're like, well, I try not to have the conversations out loud. So people don't think I'm super weird, but <laughs> I love that. Um, gosh, I'm just resonating so much with, with what you're saying. I have a similar method of, um, when I'm feeling called to learn something new or to work with somebody or I'm like, oh, I need to work on maybe this belief. I always kind of throw it out in the universe too. Like, okay, leave me where I need to go. Like bring me the person that I need to work with or that I, you know, need to um, bring me the program that I need or whatever, you know, like how you said with the shaman thing where you're like, okay, make it, make it work for me if this is what I'm supposed to do. So um, I love that I use a similar kind of method. And it's, it's just been incredible because you said it just feels like, um, it feels like an Alice in Wonderland story to me sometimes. Like, you know, that I'm just like, oh, wow. Like I, that's what I asked for. And now, you know, here it is manifested. So it's really cool. Mm -hmm. And it's freeing because you're that the amount of mind time and energy it takes to control everything in your life is exhausting. I mean, it's like paralyzing. And when your mind isn't constantly thinking, Oh my God, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? How am I, Oh my God, are the kids going to be like, when you're not constantly in that panic mode, you're just like, what's happening? Like you don't have any idea of what, of what is happening in your mind. Cause you're just like, Hmm, I'm so used to thinking and overthinking and panicking and waking up in the middle of the night in panic and panicking all day long. Oh my God, is somebody going to take that email that I just sent wrong or just waiting to get in trouble or you're just like the list goes on and on and to not just that aspect of it is so freeing on your soul. It's just incredible. I'm glad that you bring that up. Um, so I would really love to talk about like how you work with other people. Um, you know, we, we touched on, um, that you're helping people kind of expand their spiritual and intuitive gifts, right? And then I'd love to know, do you work one-on-one? Do you have programs? Yeah, so I'm, I'm developing a program, um, but it will be more centered on one-on-one. So it's more of an extended um, three-month kind of a transformational, you know. So my firm belief is we really have to heal our traumas and what's holding us back and our mindset. We really have to heal and shift those things in our life before any of our intuitive gifts can be like on point, you know, and that's not to say you can't be a good intuitive or a good medium or a good Reiki practitioner uh, with some traumas and mindset stuff. But I just feel spirit always tells me the more you heal, the more you feel, the more you heal, the more you can get out of those old patterns and habits because you're just stopping yourself. Every time you make progress and you go back into that mindset, you're just stopping all the progress that you just made. So it's really, I really want to focus on shifting the mindset, shifting the body so that your intuitive gifts can either 
jump or expand or if you're wanting to develop them because you just maybe you just feel it's starting or you don't understand um just really but for me and at, at this point i just it's not a group thing you know it's a very personal experience so um it's just not i haven't really figured out you know that aspect but i it'll it'll be more of a one-on-one so i do offer single sessions and you know if you just want an akashic session or a reiki session uh, so if you want a quick healing for Reiki, you know, I do that. But if you want an intense um, Reiki, so that's where I dig into every chakra. Spirit tells me everything that's happening. Sometimes your spirit team comes in. It's really no holds barred. And it's it's very, it's not light. I'm not a light and fluffy girl. So um, it's going to go deep and it's going to tell you what you need to do. And I'm going to clear you and you're still going to need to do work. And it's the same with the Akashic Records. If you just want an intuitive session where you're like, I feel, I see stuff or I hear stuff. Um, or maybe you just want some insights. Like I do all of those different sessions. Um, and the one-on-one is something I'm currently building. Um, so if somebody came to me and said, I'm ready, you know, I, I would take them on. It's just, you know, trying to, trying to have it outlined a little bit. So they know exactly, you know, and each person's different. So their, their process is going to be a little different in what they need. And I think that's where I have a hard time. How do you sell something that's pretty individual you know, um, because it's really, I'm invested in your individual process and I do offer DNA activation and Ascension masterclass as well. And that is an incredibly intense process. Um, so it's about 12 weeks. There's a different audio that kind of activates you on a different level, but it is incredibly deep mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. So you're not only ascending spiritually, you have to start doing the deep healing process as well. And it is deep and it is hard. And I've in the past, I've done it as um, like a group of 10 to 12. And it's too much for me because I take on way too much for the other people because it is such a deep process. So I haven't really decided if I'm just going to do that in groups of four or if people want to do it individually. Um, but it is very intense and it's pretty amazing. I mean, I when I did it, it was something that I wanted to do. Same thing with shamanism for a long time. And just never really found the right thing that worked for me. And then all of a sudden it just appeared. So um, it's a really cool process as well. And so I just, you know, like to use spirit in the whole <laughs> everything. Yep. I love that. I would love to ask, I, I've, I've seen this before and I don't, um, haven't done a lot of research on it, but when you say like DNA activation, do you mind elaborating a little bit more on kind of like what that is or what that entails? So the one I have is, is, is audio focused. So it's, it's basically, um, I want to say 40 to 60 minutes. Um, every week there's a new audio. It's, it just, it's programmed to the way spirit explains it to me is it shakes up your DNA, everything in our body. We hold on to those negative thoughts, those negative emotions, those first grade activities where maybe we were bullied, you know, um, maybe bad relationships. When we started purging and binging and, and eating poorly, I started at 11 and 12. I started not eating, you know, so all of I, I'm a stuffer. I stuff my feelings. I stuff my emotions. I stuff it down and I don't have to deal with it. So all of my spiritual work has forced me to deal with it. And I think that's why my Reiki cleanses are so intense. The DNA activations was very intense. The shaman rites were very intense because I have stuffed stuff down for 39 years. Um, 
I mean, I'm 42 now, but when I started my process, I had, and I was an empath and I wasn't clearing my energy or protecting my energy from anybody. So I've naturally always helped people my entire life. All of those burdens from other people were stuck in my body. So, so how spirit explains it to me is that the activation each week kind of shakes up everything. So spirit just tells me during DNA activations, it's our job to shake it out and it's your job to deal with it. You can't stuff it back down. So some, some people in the class are like, nope, not ready. So that, you know, you stuff it back down and which as a person, you have the right to do whatever you need to do, but spirit's bringing up what you need to get rid of so that you can move forward, you know? So it's, it's part of that process of being ready and acknowledging and, um, dealing with it as it's coming up. And that's what's hard with our traumas. I mean, we stuff them down for a reason. We don't want to remember them or think about them or process them or, you know, and that's the, the DNA activations are very intense. And I do have a kind of a strict questionnaire on that. You know, if, are you struggling with being alive at this point? Are you you struggling with deep depression? Because if you're struggling in those ways, probably not the best program for you. I mean, cause me who wasn't really struggling started struggling in, in, like deep. And I was just like, fuck it all. You know, I'm like, Oh, nope. But so it's just, you just have to be prepared and, and to work with me. That's what it is. You have to be ready to let go of that stuff because it's not serving you any good. It, it, it doesn't get to determine your future. Your past is your past and you just have to start learning to work through it. And, and I don't want to say get over it, but we have to start processing what's happened to us so that we can move forward in a better, more enlightened way. You know, we can't have the life we dream of if we're still stuck in what has happened to us over our lifetime, you know, and that's not to make light of anybody's situation, but it's, you know, it's our jobs, personal responsibility to, to heal and shift and to move forward in the way that we want to, you know, if you want to be stuck in that state, that's your choice. You know, I just, I finally hit a point in my life where I didn't want to be stuck in that state anymore. And it hasn't been an easy, it's not an easy process. It's not sunshine and roses. It's not fun, but it is essential, you know, to have the life I want. You know, I, I want a different life for me and my family and being the way that I was, wasn't going to happen. So powerful. Um, I love that you, you bring up when I started my work too, it was just kind of like when all those things started coming up, I was like, what is, I was really just like, what's happening to me? I don't want to do this. This isn't fun. But when you, you know, work through those intense feelings, memories, processes, traumas that are coming up, like there's so much beauty on the other side of it and freedom. Like you said, there's so much freedom on the other side of it. And this is not to say that, you know, once you've like done this work and cleared this stuff that like you're good forever. I think we're always going to be, um, I always use the term like peeling back the layers of the onion, uncovering maybe something else or, you know, we're still living life things are going to, you know, maybe new traumas are going to occur or new situations. So it's, we're always doing this work. Yeah. One thing I always like to say is those traumas never go away, you know, and you might be triggered by something that has happened to you in the past, but once you've moved to this point of healing, it, it no longer holds you back, you know? So if I've had experiences in my life and then I was triggered by, you know, 
because this had happened to me in my past, I used to let it destroy me. It used to just take over my life for days or weeks or months. Now I'm like, okay, that's why it happened. That's why it's coming back up because it's associating to something that's happening now. What do I need to do about it? Do I, what do I need to learn from it? Is this something that I'm doing wrong? Is this something that somebody else has intentionally hurt? Like there's this whole process of why is it coming up? Um, what do I need to do about it? How do I need to shift out of it? And what do I need to learn from it? And I can move past it. Maybe it's a day or two if it's a heavy thing, but I'm not stuck in it anymore. I'm not living in that place, you know, of, oh my God, this happened and it always keeps happening. And this is just how my life's supposed to be. And, you know, it's, and that's how I used to be. Like everybody's against me. Nothing is, you know, I'll never have a life like that. I'll never be able to do this or that. And it's, it's being able to shift out of those things. It's our traumas are our traumas. They're not going away. But, you know, what did we learn from them? You know, it's not always something that we did to deserve whatever happened to us. But if it's coming back up in your life today, there's something that you need to figure out. Like, okay, this happened back then and it's happening now. So what's going on? You know, what do I need to learn? Do I need to stand up for myself? Do I need to say no? Do I need to stop this pattern and habit that I'm doing myself? You know, it's there's just this process of, Yep, that happened and it sucks. But I don't have the emotional, I don't know even the right word. I don't have the emotional destruction that I used to have from those things. Like, oh yeah, that sucked. That happened to me. Um, But I'm not devastated by it anymore like I used to be. You know what I mean? So that's when I feel we're really moving into a healing space. You spend your whole life healing. You're never healed and done. Like you're healing your whole life. You're learning, you're changing, you're growing. But Um, I'm no longer stuck in those things, you know, I'm not stuck to how my life developed and what happened and standing in the, in the government line for cheese and milk. Like I'm not stuck in that, you know, emotion and feeling like I used to be, which, you know, from in and of itself, if that's all I get from my spiritual journey, that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. So I would love to know, Erin, if somebody was wanting to work with you or to come check out your work or come stalk you on social media, <laughs> where can they find you at? Yeah. So my website is vintagemoons.com and Instagram is vintagemoonserin, E-R-I-N. And Facebook is the same. I believe it's Vintage Moons. I have a business page and a private group. So, you know, if you have kind of spiritual questions, you're trying to figure it out, um, it's a private group. So you know, sometimes people starting their journey would prefer it to be, and even myself, there's, I experienced some weird things and I don't necessarily want the entire world to, uh, you know, to have, have open access. So, you know, we can talk about those things in the private setting. So I love that. You also have a podcast, right? Yes. The Spiritual Badass podcast is my podcast. And I'm also on a collaboration podcast, Lightworkers Live. So there's four of us lightworkers that um, kind of talk about what's happening. And so cool. Everything will be linked up in show notes so that you'll be able to scroll down and connect with Erin, check out her podcast. Um, so I would love um, just, did you kind of have a final message for us or maybe something that we didn't touch on during the interview that you feel called to share? I would just say, you know, if, if you think you're on a spiritual journey, if you have weird experiences. So like the number one thing I like to tell people is almost all of us are empaths to some form. 
So understanding energy protection and energy clearing is vital. Um, even if you have a toxic home, even if you work with toxic people, the energy vampires, if you do some simple energy protection and clearing for yourself, it changes your world because you're protecting yourself from taking on. So you can still talk to to Sally in the lunchroom and, and feel empathy for her, for her situation. Maybe she has a migraine, a stomach ache, but you don't have to take it on. So before I used to take it on, I used to take on their headache, take on their pain, take on their sadness, and I never got rid of it. And it starts manifesting autoimmune diseases, pain, fatigue, depression. It makes all of our stuff worse. So my biggest suggestion is energy protection and clearing. Even if it's as simple of, oh my God, please protect me and my energy from this person. Please just clear my energy. Um, there's a, a million different ways to do it. I use pendulum. I use intentions. I use some um, angels. I use different methods. But for me, that was like one thing that's super easy Um to do. And it makes a huge difference in your life. Absolutely. So Erin, I just have to thank you so much for giving your time for being on to share with us today. This has been incredible. I feel like I myself have learned, um, you know, so much and have expanded my own kind of knowledge and understanding and curiosity of some of the different things we've talked about. So I just have to say again, this has been an incredible episode and I just want to thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm very excited. I'm glad we could connect. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Self Project Podcast. I hope that you were able to find something useful or inspirational to take away with you today. So come and connect with me over on Instagram. It's at underscore Christy Martin. And let me know what you want to hear more of. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review and I will see you next time.